Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Hello and welcome back to Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Nick Kloss. Joining me as always is Braden Malloy. As we are back after South Carolina took the win in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, a little surprise there, came in as the underdogs. But first, me and Braden back from a little break. Braden, how was your Christmas and New Year's? It was good. You know, I got to go home, see the fam. Uh, grandparents came came up so that was nice we kind of had a good nice two weeks now back in cola getting ready for the the new semester can't wait for that what about yours it was good went back home to virginia i'm from right outside dc so um just spent some time with the family and was there for about two weeks came back here for new year's got out of virginia right before they actually got like six to eight inches of snow like two days later so I missed out on that. That could be a blessing. I kind of missed the snow a little bit personally, but so I was a little upset. I haven't seen snow in like four years. I, I went to college first in Tampa and then switched to South Carolina. So snow is not something I see a lot. So I was a little jealous, but um, glad to be back in Columbia. Yeah. Braden and I getting ready for our last semesters as college students here at Crazy. beautiful university of south carolina so we're gonna be we're gonna be looking for real jobs soon gotta be a big boy oh, go yeah pull. yeah act like an adult so we might need to get a little more mature in these coming months because right now we're screwed <laughs> but anyways we'll we'll get into the football a lot of good football has happened over the past couple of weeks we'll get started with of course who we love to talk about the most here, University of South Carolina, our Gamecocks with the 38-21 to 21 win over UNC Chapel Hill, who had a um, – they were top 10 to come into this season. Very down year. Sam Howell not doing at all what they expected him to do. And honestly, in my opinion, I think he was playing in this game to kind of show what he's got. We talked about that a little bit. Show what he's got and try and get – his draft stock bumped up a little bit, um, but only had was 12 for 20, 205 yards and one touchdown. Didn't throw a pick, though, um, on South Carolina's secondary, but also they were very depleted after the opt outs and everything. But um, we'll just start out broad. Um, Raiden, what do you think? What do you think of this game uh, overall? Uh, it was surprising, to be honest with you. Um it's not really what I expected uh, the game to look like. Um, even if we were thinking Carolina could win, I did not think they were going to win in that fashion. Um, coming out, putting 18 points up in the first quarter. Uh, Dak back there throwing 50-plus touchdown or 
plus yard touchdown passes and Zeb coming out and him throwing long touchdown passes. Uh, I think both of them are no, um, both, well, both of them were to Bell, right? Bell coming out, putting up 160 yards. Like that's just not the offense we saw throughout the year. Team rushed for 300 yards. Kevin Harris got back to his ways. He almost hit 200. Um, it was very, honestly, very surprising. I mean, me and my family, they've kind of had to adopt watching Carolina games when I'm home because that's what I would like to watch. And even they were like, that's not what we expected. And I don't think really anybody did. No, uh, maybe, maybe, I Car- didn't. As like maybe Carolina, maybe the team, uh, maybe Beamer. But outside of that, I don't think anybody really expected that. Um, on the defensive side, I mean, they did what they've been doing all year, really. Um, they they shut them they shut down the UNC offense. Um, we I mean we had forty six total tackles, six for losses, four sacks. I mean that that's a productive day on anybody. Um, so the defensive side, I was pretty. I was like, yeah, that 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 seemed to be more on par, especially with UNC having their down year, losing their rushers last year, and some of their top receivers. Um, but the offense was really. I was I was impressed. Yeah, I mean, to say the least, um, I was – I mean, obviously, you're optimistic going in as a fan. Like, you want to see them win, get a bowl win under Beamer's first year, which would be just amazing to cap things off, beating UNC, kind of that. You know, it's not a rivalry, but at the same time, just the names, the North Carolina versus South Carolina gives it a little bit more. Um, but I did not expect what I saw. And – uh Honestly, to carry on Joyner playing quarterback, um, I feel like that was just a happy accident that just worked out <laughs> very well. And um, I don't think anyone was really expecting it, um, but it worked out really well. He got the Jaheim Bell played a great game, um, got those two touchdowns. Um, and I just, I loved for the first time this year, I can say I loved watching South Carolina's offense. It was entertaining. It was fun to watch. The run pass option was working great. Kevin Harris was running through people again. He was running like he did in 2020. That was exactly what we, we saw that in 2020 when he was the leading rusher in the SEC. We saw exactly that. I won't lie. Once I saw him hit like a hundred, um, 60 plus yards and a touchdown is like, all right, NFL, he was gone. Like there was no, he showed out, he balled out in a bowl game, which if you're not sure you're going to the draft, that's your best spot to show what you can do. And he did that. So he deserves his shot. He's going to go to the NFL. I'm sure he'll get drafted. Um, and he can, he's ran great in one of the best con in the best conference in college football. So, um, Braden's giving me a little nod because uh, we'll get to it later, but maybe the Big Ten didn't show up the way I'd like. Baby. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I was just happy about it. I mean, Zeb Nolan was almost a non-factory through six times, three for six. But, I mean, DeCarian Joyner was the – he got the play of the game, which I was almost shocked because you have Kevin Harris running for 182 yards. But, I mean, it was it was DK's show, and he uh, – he really balled out. So I was very, I was very impressed overall. Got that 38 21 win. We're seven and six under Shane Beamer, over 500 first year. I mean, that's big and, time. 
I could, I honestly, Braden, what I'm most excited about was watching that offense. I mean, Satterfield seems like he's going to get his second chance. Yeah. It, it, that's pretty much kind of set that in stone the way they played. So I think Satterfield's going to get his second chance, but like watching the offense, the way it was running, thinking about Spencer Rattler and Stogner in it now. And then also they're trying to get uh, Mario who's just announced he's transferring wide receiver from Oklahoma. They're trying Maybe. to get Rattler tweeted at him, trying to get him in the mix. Just thinking of the talent we could have next year running that, if we can run an offense with that type of confidence, that type of pace, I mean, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. Um, let me be my, I won't say pessimistic, but my cautious optimism Carolina fan, because I can do that. Um I will say we got to look at DK's performance as one. You had a full month working with him. That is true. Uh, you also, not a single report came out that DK was going to play quarterback. And so the entire month, UNC's preparing for Nolan pocket and all that kind of stuff. And then that day, DK comes out. So, I mean, there's, there's a little bit on that. On that, Do we, do we know why? No. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, that's why I call it a happy accident because even if – if um, Satterfield looked great in that game, it could have been completely accidental. That could not have been planned at all. Right. And so I got, I don't know why. I mean, they, that could have been something they were working on all month. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, my thought, I said, I had a theory that if they wanted DK to come back, they said, we'll let you play quarterback for the bowl game, make him a little happy and he might come back. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, because if you he only threw it nine times, like so just just like if people like it was oh. nine for nine, <laughs> right? He was, but if people like, oh, why wasn't he playing quarterback throughout the year? I mean, they, he's always been it. It's different having a month to prepare. Uh, you go into a game where it's kind of just free for all, have fun with it, um, and you only throw it nine times because your running back ran thirty-one times for one hundred eighty-two yards. That's different than going. Uh, AM one weekend, Georgia the next weekend, Florida. Uh, all, like it's a, it's a different type of mentality and process than a regular season. Yeah. So I, you can't take this bowl game and be like, oh, he could have been our quarterback throughout the year. Oh, and I, I don't um, think that at all. I don't, think, right. I don't think Dak was really an option all year. I mean, no. we've seen him play quarterback. We know what he can and can't do. I think he played an especially good game, but that doesn't change. Like his arm's not a threat. Right. He right. was all, he's all ground. I mean, those nine, those nine attempts, except for that long ball to Jaheim Bell was really a, um, it, they were mostly high completion percentage throws. And that, that makes sense. But I mean, as far as the run game go, that was our plan. That was what we thought was going to be our plan all year. Oh yeah. I, Run the I ball mean, like crazy and get tons of yards on the ground. We just never did it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the offense, the offensive line, Looked good. Um, did we? When was our buy this week? Was the buy before Florida? Uh, keep talking. I'll check. Um, because I'm gonna like our our O line has played good in spurts this year, and it and I want to know if it was the what game was after the buy because it might be our O line had to have more than one week to prepare. Like after, if they have more than one week to prepare, it seems like they're great, but when it's they have the six days or five days, however 
Beamer's run of practice, it seems like they can't match up. Our bye week was before Florida. Right. And then we came out in that game and just went up and down the field. So it seemed like like we talked about our, our run game was not what it was or what we expected it to be. And a lot of that was on the offensive line because they just weren't getting whole. They weren't making holes. Um, they also couldn't pass protect, which led to people le- uh, loading the box. The two times you give them more than a week to prepare before Florida and before this bowl game, then they come out and look great. So I don't know. I don't know what that says, honestly. Um, I we need it. I just I mean, we do need to get better athletes on the offensive line. But so, I mean, I think that they had a lot of time to work on that. And it definitely showed allowing Harris and. Even McDowell got up over 50 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it was just – it was good to see see Kevin Harris doing what we know he could again, and you're right. I mean, behind the O-line that struggled all year, you can't really put any of it on him. Um, but you, going back, you did say uh, with the bowl game, they kind of let loose um, – and we're really able to to play the game. And uh, one thing I noticed especially was it looked like they were having fun. Yeah. Like they were having fun. They were flying around the field. They were enjoying themselves. And I can pretty much say, I mean, other than the games where we really blew them out, which is basically Florida and EIU, those were really the only two games we blew someone out. Um. They were playing loose. They were having fun. And I think that's that's kind of a mentality that Beamer wants them to have, and that's kind of who he is as a coach. And I think that's going to bode well in the future with the talent they have, that they're going to – that talent is going to be able to play more free and have fun with it and do kind of do their thing and enjoy themselves. And that's when you play – I mean, me personally – um, when I was playing sports growing up and when I was playing a little bit in college, like that's when you play your best for me, like when you're having fun, you're enjoying yourself. That's when you're kind of on your game and especially under a coach like Beamer. And I just think, I think that's an area where like Rattler could, could thrive. Yeah. And I mean, and you're right. Like 95% of the athletes want to be having fun. Like that's how they are when they're loose, they're not tight. They're not thinking they're just acting. They're just going off muscle memory and reaction and doing what they've done their whole life. And that's when you get the best out of them. The thing is you got to win. You guys at least have to be competitive to even be that on the sidelines. Like we were able, we got, like I said, we went up 18, nothing in the first quarter. It's easy to have fun and be loose then, right? That's true. When you're blowing out Florida, it's easy to be ha- have fun and be loose. If you're in a if you're in a game where it's 10-10 in the third quarter, you can be a little fun, you a little loose cuz at least you're still in the game, right? When you get into the games like when you went to Athens and played Georgia or at A&M or at Tennessee, you might be able to start the game like that, but once you get down that big, it's harder to play with that mentality because you look up and it's 28 nothing in the third quarter and there's been a couple drops or maybe some turnovers. Um, so it's a little like, yes, you want your team to play like that, 
but they also have to do the things correctly to get to a point where it's okay to play like that. Like you watch Bama sometimes and Bama's players, they're, they're having fun and all, um, but they always are doing their job. They're always doing fundamentals. They're always doing their assignments. And that's why they're able to one. That's why they're able to win big games like this and be where they are. But that's how they're able to balance um, the fun and and the um, the actual game. Yeah, and I th- well, I just think I think that's the challenge Beamer is going to be up against um, this next season. Like, I mean, yes, he showed us this year he can win, which is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. That was. He blew everybody's expectations. He did a fantastic job this year. But I think going into next year, that's going to be something he needs to balance. Um, having fun and being loose, but also doing the job, completing the task, and winning your SEC games. Yeah, and Shane, and Shane Beamer's ca- – like, people are catching wind of Shane Beamer. Mm-hmm. Like, just overall in the sports world, you're noticing a lot – especially after this win over North Carolina. Like, reporters and people on – SEC Network, Paul, even Paul Feinbaum was giving credit to Beamer. They're noticing what he's doing with this program because, I mean, our win, our over-under for wins this year was three and a half. We got seven. We won a bowl game. That was not something anyone expected. And I even saw, um, I can't, I'll find the name of who said it, but it was retweeted by a four-star quarterback recruit, Brandon Davis. Um, if you could buy stock in any football program, I'm buying stock in South Carolina and Shane Beamer, which just shows people are noticing that we're South Carolina is on the rise and they are going places with the way Beamer is building this program. And now that we've kind of discussed this game, we can talk a little more about what we're thinking about next season. Um, and I like to know kind of your take on this. is expecting, well, I don't want to say expecting, but is 10 wins next year completely out of the question? I mean, it's not out of the question. That's for any team not named Vanderbilt, 10 wins is not out of the question. Um, But I think you'd be on the verge of crazy if you thought, if you were expecting 10 wins. Um. Because I guess we went seven and six. We still went three and five in SEC play. And if you don't have a winning record in SEC play, I mean, that's eight games of your season. Um, so you have to be able to beat SEC teams to eat. I mean, look, Georgia came into the year. I think their over under with wins was 10. Like if Georgia's a team that's average, like I think, oh, since I read this the other day, since 2017, uh, no. Since 2008, Georgia's averaged 9.9 wins a season. So, I mean, that Georgia, who's been growing as their powerhouse for the past decade, is not even averaging 10 wins a season. I think Beamer in his second year, and we still not Beamer's done, and I got said this Beamer's done great with recruiting and bringing in people and just the culture, but not to the level that Bama and Georgia have been consistently. I think 10, we- 10 wins is such such a tall task every year. And with teams like Georgia and LSU who haven't, who have been as good as they have been since 08, 
to, they're not even averaging 10 wins a year, I think that'd be a lot to ask of Beamer. And I think if you put that expectation on him, you're, you're, you're putting unrealistic expectations. And I think you're, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Um, Oh, let me see. I just, um, hold up. Let me just because that's just, I mean, next year, because you play Arkansas, Arkansas just won their bowl game and they got, I think they finished with 10, 10 or 11 wins. They finished that, with nine. Uh, okay. I was wrong. They finished with nine. They're still, that's Pittman's second year now. Then you play Georgia. And then you also play Kentucky. Kentucky, there Levis is leaving. So that that's going to be one you have to win. You play AM again. AM is always going to be tough. You play Florida and you play Clemson. I mean, like there you have big games next year. And I think that'd be 10 wins is a lot to ask of Beamer in his second year, especially with a new well, quarterback coming in. Yeah, I mean, ten, also 10 wins in the SEC is something different than 10 wins somewhere else. I mean, that, like but, you yeah, said, you know, like 10, you play 12 games, eight of them are in the SEC. So you only have four outside of it um, to help anyway. So that means you have to win at least six. You got to go six and two in the SEC which is hard to do for anybody not named Bama. Yeah. No, that's odd. And I, I and I only brought that question up because I have seen – I've been seeing some, like, hot take things on South Carolina football for next year, and one of them was ten, if uh, – is it a hot take to say South Carolina will um, win 10 games next year? And it was kind of in the middle um, on the vote. And I agree. I agree. Expecting 10 wins next year is kind of – you'd be a little crazy. I mean, to expect that of a team is a lot, especially for an SEC football team coming off of a seven and six year. I think if you expect eight, I'd give you eight. Yeah. If you expect eight, you're in the right ballpark. That's an improvement. That's what we want to see. Nine. Awesome. 10. Amazing. Like that's, that's where you got to be at. Yeah. Cause if you look at it, we played Georgia state first game of the week of the year. That should be a win. Then you have Arkansas and Fayetteville and then Georgia. So I could you could go one and two, one and one. Um, then you got Charlotte 49ers and SE State. So that's I mean that you're sitting at one, two, three, four, and one right there, right? So you're halfway there to eight already. Then you got Kentucky by week, AM, Missouri, Vanderbilt. I think you could beat Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt. So that's that's seven and one. A&M, it's home. Who knows? Um, so that could either be eight and one or seven and two. But then you have Florida. If you're seven and two, you have Florida, Tennessee, and Clemson. You got to get one win to get eight or one win to get nine. And if it's the same Florida, if it's a similar Florida team to this year, that might be a win. Right. And you don't know. Yeah. And that they're going to be, Florida's going to be in dismay the next two, three years because they don't have a coach or anything, or they do have a coach, but it's going to be new and all that. He's got to rebuild. He's got to rebuild. Right. So, I mean, so yeah, I could see eight wins. Yeah. Yeah. Is too. there a possibility we get to 10? Absolutely. Is that likely? I don't know. But no. I could see seven to eight regular season wins with a bowl game. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns, obviously. I mean, ideally, you see Spencer Rattler come in and everything. Is and it works amazing and it works, but who knows? Maybe, maybe he has his troubles like, like he had at Oklahoma and it's not as perfect as we might think. And he's still learning. He's going to have to learn a new playbook. 
Yes, mm-hmm. he's he's already enrolled and he's here, so he'll be able to take this entire offseason. But he's still he was at Oklahoma for what two years? Three I believe years. So yeah, two years. Two or three years. And so he kind of has that already. Like he had time. So he's gonna learn, he's gotta learn a new playbook and all. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's a lot of unknowns, but um oh definitely but Beamer Beamer is Beamer showed this year he's the guy for us for the future. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of future. And just to correct, it's Braden Davis is the uh, recruit coming um, next year. One of the two four-star quarterbacks we have. And uh, Anthony Treesh is the one with the quote that says, if I can buy stock in a college football program, I'd buy it in South Carolina and Shane Beamer. Uh, just wanted to give credit um, where it's due there. But yeah, so a lot of promise, a lot of, uh, a lot of hope here in Columbia for what's to come with South Carolina football and, Beamer being the guy to lead us to where South Carolina can be one of it's one of the richest, um, literally richest money wise programs in uh, football, like nicest facilities. They have everything they need to compete at a very high level. So it's good to see that those resources are hopefully going to be used in the right ways that it can bring South Carolina back to prominence in college football. I could um, see I could see us finishing second in the East next year. I mean. I, I know Saturdays down South always does the rankings of all the SEC quarterbacks. And we are always basically third to last or second to last above Mizzou and Vandy or just Vandy. So it'll be very nice because I, in my opinion, we might have the best quarterback in the SEC East, definitely second or third. Cause Hendon hooker, obviously very talented. and did very well for Tennessee and then I don't know the Georgia situation, but you definitely do. Uh, Stetson could come back. I don't think he will. Uh, JT could come back. Um, that will be up in the air. But then they also have Brock Vandergriff and Gunnar Stockton and Carson Beck. But, I mean, those guys will also be freshmen. Or first, first time. Stockton will be freshmen. Brock will be a sophomore and Beck will be a junior. Has Beck gotten time? Like, has he seen not, not legit time. I mean, spring game time and a couple, like, he came in for a couple games. He's thrown passes and all, but not, like, lead you through the season. Yeah. So but, that'll just be seeing how they do. Yeah, I was like, there's a in. chance. If Stetson goes, there's a chance JT stays because he didn't get a lot of time this year and he stays just to prove. Um, would, JT, not, would JT transfer or go draft? <sighs> I, I don't think, think he has. I don't think he has a lot of draft stock at the moment. Well, I mean, he's got he's got the tape. I think he'd either transfer or he'd either stay or go to the draft. I don't think he'd go through the transfer process again. Oh, I uh, forgot he's already done it once. If he stays, he'll start. If he goes, more than likely it will be Brock Vandergriff will be starting or Stockton comes in uh, and just wows everybody. But it'd be one of those two. True. That sounds about right. Well, now. Getting to Braden's favorite part, we'll talk a little bit about the only college football game left this year. Now that bowl season's all said and done, Who, well, who's playing in that one? Still in there. Who's playing but, in that? Uh, it's I forgot. Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Alabama. Man, that's crazy. A rematch of the SEC championship, with which Braden may or may not have called. That did that happen? Yeah, it happened. Man. I think we're actually both pretty solid on the Cincy pick. 
the Cincy Bama one because I think oh. we, we both said Bama would win, but Cincy would. Now here's the thing. Cincy really didn't play to make it close. It's just Bama's style of offense. They ran the ball so that the time ran out. Like yeah. we, we we said, oh yeah, Cincy will make it will make it closer, but it really wasn't Cincy making it closer. It was Bama ending the game quickly. That is true. Because I mean I mean they didn't score a touchdown, so you can't really say it was a close game. And Bama just came out and ran the ball. I think they ran the ball every play of their first drive except one. It was like 12 runs and a pass. Yeah. And then uh, Michigan, Georgia, that one. I took Michigan. And obviously, Braden, Mr. Georgia, is quite happy about the result. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. Look, but also, you have look, to admit look, you have to admit that Stetson won you a won you a college playoff. I, I fully I fully admit it. I admit Stetson Stetson did his thing. Stetson did it. I and I honestly I've been thinking about this. I that has been a thought on my mind. I don't know if I, after seeing what Stetson did, I don't know if JT would have done better. I honestly think JT might have done worse. Mm. Um, wow. Maybe not worse, but he would not have been as efficient. Someone to throw Stetson made, like the one down the sidelines, Jermaine Burton, or the one, the, the, almost the capping, the dagger touchdown to James Cook on the left sideline. Both of those throws, there was a blitzer, not a blitzer, but a guy from the edge probably a foot within Stetson and Stetson just let it rip in my mind. I don't know if this would have happened, but in my mind, JT doesn't throw those. He sees the edge and either go ahead and kind of does that. Like, okay, I'm going to take the sack or he like scoots up and throws it away or something like that. Just because of style of play. I don't think JT makes those throws. I just don't Stetson did. So he did it. He he he, he took he, he he didn't just take me off my soapbox. He roundhouse kicked me off of it. But he won the game, and I I am happy that he, that they played him. Kirby might know what he's doing. I don't know. Don't listen to me. <laughs> he might um, know more than Braden Malloy. He might know more than me. That's fine. I guess whatever. Uh, but no, he Stetson did it. I I am very proud of him. Um. And I do, I do, like I said, I, I full heartedly agree. If JT was in, I don't think the game goes that well. I don't think he's as efficient as uh, Stetson was on some of those throws. I don't think he makes some of the big plays Stetson did. I'm sure that there, I think there'll be, there would be other openings for it, but I think some of those plays just, just with Stetson being that confidence on that, him being able to run, I think. In his mind, he does not. He's not going to concede a sack, so he's all. He's just going to throw it, and I think that's what led to some of those plays. Um, but I digress about Stetson. Uh, look, that's what happens when you play the best. You might be the best in your conference. Okay, whoop de damn do you play Big Ten football? Who cares? Okay, when you come and play the best of the SEC, you see the difference of athletes. Okay, the Michigan had never seen a team with team speed like Georgia since he hadn't seen Alabama. But we knew that. But you might like they they could handle Ohio State. Great. They handled Iowa. They weren't ready to handle the the speed and it wasn't, it's not just three people. Like that's that's what other conferences have. They have a team of three people that are fast on each side of the ball. 
The SEC has fast people at every position. They have strong people at every position on the field that you can't escape. And I mean that it was just they got out physical, they got outworked. Uh, they they just weren't ready. And I think yes, the SEC had a down bowl year technically. We still mm-hmm. finished with six wins, which was tied for the most because we sent thirteen teams to bowls. No other conference could do that. And we'll have one more win, but we'll also have one more loss just because that's how it happens. Because look again, the best conference is playing in the best game. But it, I think that those two games just showed that no matter – like you could beat up on the bottom of the SEC, but nobody is touching the top of the SEC no matter how good you are. A Michigan team that waxed Ohio State just got waxed by Georgia who barely broke a sweat. Like – like it's the difference between the Bama's and the Georgia's is just so ridiculous over any team. This just the just the pure athletic ability of everybody on these teams is ridiculous, and I think that's really what you saw that night. No, I mean I I'm not gonna lie, I agree. I wanted Michigan to win. We all know that, um, but I think you're completely right in that the fact that Georgia and Alabama are head and shoulders above everyone else in college football it is not even close they are just better in every sense in every sense of the game offense defense special teams strength conditioning speed everything they're better and it's a straight fact and you're right you get lower i mean purdue played tennessee that was a crazy game if you watched that, that. was one of my favorite games I oh love that it. was awesome i love yeah. it. I, like i said my dad went to purdue i was rooting for the rooting for purdue the whole time I was I was so happy. Won't lie, Tennessee got a little robbed, um, but I, I don't give a crap. Boiler up. Um, so uh, and that was a great game. But like that's a that's a top mid tier. I'd say mid, yeah, mid tier. Well, which one? I'd say mid tier Tennessee. Tennessee's mid tier yeah. SEC. Yeah, and Purdue this year was technically more of an upper uh, for the Big Ten, but it was it was it was neck and neck. No defense played at all but <laughs> but it was neck and neck the whole way but then you get uga in alabama and it doesn't matter it does not matter who you put against them best of whatever conference it doesn't matter uga and alabama the only team that can beat the other is the other like right. that's exactly how it is and also looking at um there's been a lot of talk oh and mostly just upset ohio state fans Oh, Ohio State wouldn't have gotten beat that bad against Georgia. You're lying. Ohio State would have gotten killed by Georgia or Alabama. It does not matter. Michigan would have gotten killed by Georgia or Alabama. Did not matter. They are just that much better. Right. You look at Iowa, who came in second place in the Big Ten, right? Because they played for Michigan. They played Mm -hmm. Michigan. So you'd say they came in second place. They lost to Kentucky 20 to 17. You want to know what the second place in the SEC did? Georgia, they whooped the first place. Like it's just like the level of 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 competition is just the difference in it is your first place team can't even compete with the second best team, much less the first best team. And then your second place team can't compete with our mid-tier team, I, I think Kentucky was like fourth in the SEC or something like that. Like, no, uh, I mean Kentucky was second in the East. 
Right, but over what overall they're ranked Half fourth, tied tied for third, fourth. Ole Miss was ten and three. Um, okay, fourth, yeah, because Ole Miss was six and two in conference play. Kentucky was five and three. Okay, so your second place team, who is first of all ranked fifteenth, ten and four, ten and three season, and playing the twenty second team, who is the fourth in or third in the SEC, lost by three. So like that's just the the difference in here. They always say like it's just it's it's just eye popping just to see and that I think that's me being an SEC guy. That's what I love about bowl season the most is just SEC showing. Look, you got like we got team after team after team after team. Who do you have? Yeah, and I mean the teams that lost, like you said, SEC did have a down bowl year, but it didn't. They did. I will give it to them. They did. But, but I mean, look and this is what I told them. Who lost? Mizzou. They're not very good. They're bottom. Florida. 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 Bottom. LSU. Bottom. Uh, now Ole Miss did lose. I give it to Baylor. They, yeah, now, but Ole Miss. Baylor was solid. Ole Miss didn't have Corral. He went out. Um, Tennessee lost. The tight game, though, like great game. Right. right. Here's what I told my mama when we were going through all this, and said, "Yes, the the." SEC had a down year, but here's the thing. That's because we sent 13 of the 14 teams to a bowl game, right? So let's just say I don't – these are not going to be the right numbers for these conferences, but just to say uh, the Big Ten, they actually – you know the Big Ten actually has 14 teams? Yeah. And the Big 12 has 10? Whatever. Yeah, we'll none later. of them change their names. We'll talk about that later. But so it's okay. all branding. It's branding. Yeah, right. The Big Ten and the SEC both have 14 teams, right? Well, let's say the Big Ten sent their top five because the top six. We'll say top six because that's who made it. Okay. The SEC sent eight or what? A, um, I can't do math. What is it? Seven more teams. Oh. Yeah, plus the, their top six and then seven more. So you're going to have the SEC teams that went six and six. Because they still went six and six because they and, were and they all bowl game bowl season they always if it's a six and six SEC team they will give them an eight and four oh yeah lower conference yeah the, Florida like they, Florida was six and six they got an eight and four UCF Auburn was six and six they got a tw- uh, eleven and two Houston Mississippi State was seven and five but they got a seven and uh, they got a six and six Texas Tech. Um, how did they lose? That? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Tennessee was uh seven and five, and they got a eight and four Purdue. I guess, and it, but yeah, so you're going you're going to get bottom tier SEC play because we're sent we're able to send our bottom tier because in the SEC those six and six records those six losses or four four of those six losses came to SEC people. Outside of the SEC, they were six and two. But they had to play SEC people. So that's why, yes, we had a down year, but our record is six and eight. The next closest record is six and one. So we sent 13, the highest sent seven. Like, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And talk about Kentucky. That was, in my opinion, that is one of the sneakiest 10 win teams I've ever seen. Yeah, they went 10 and three. They went 10 and three. Yeah. They beat us by six. <laughs> like I did not expect like that is a sneaky 10 win team. I did not see that happening. 
until you, I didn't even realize literally the second you said Kentucky had 10 wins, I went and looked at their schedule because I was like, Kentucky was a 10 win team. And they yeah. were, they, they went, they went six and zero to start the season, lost three straight and then one out. Yep. They beat Missouri by seven. They beat Chattanooga, Tennessee, Chattanooga by five. They beat us by six, beat Florida by seven. Lost to Georgia, lost to Mississippi State, lost to Tennessee by three. They beat Vanderbilt by 17, and then they beat New Mexico State and Louisville. But, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a dominant year, but they won somehow. They they got 10 wins, and that's what we said. Like, t- getting 10 wins is, is definitely possible. <laughs> but as well as, Yes, it, it is possible. Just it's Football's weird. Yeah, it is. But, um, all right, so now let's get into, uh, before we wrap things up, Let's get into our picks for the national championship game. Um, I'm so curious to hear who you pick. Uh, I really don't know, guys. I'm on the edge of my seat because we don't know. Braden, who knows which way this is going to go. So uh, I'm pulling up the odds right now so we can see spread. I did look earlier. I believe it's plus three. Alabama is the underdog. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I don't know if you like the odds of Bama being an underdog. You know, here's the thing. You know, I don't know if you're a big Star Wars Star Wars guy. Actually, I do know that you are. Um, well, you're a Harry Potter guy. I don't know if you're also a Star Wars guy. I, I know Star Wars pretty well. Okay, okay. I like Star I grew up with Star Wars. I'm not yeah. the biggest guy, but I like it. Yeah, no. Uh, there's this one character you might have heard of named Han Solo, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of this rebel guy throwing out, going on a whim, good-looking, handsome, rugged guy. You know, he once uh, he once said uh, he's going into battle, right? And they're on C-3PO's. You know, he's giving his odds and telling them, oh, it's dangerous. And then Leia's like, oh, but Leia, Han, listen. Han looks at her dead in the face and said, never tell me the odds. Because we don't care. Odds are just numbers. It don't matter. Because the red and black is about to step on the stage in Indy and show the world what they about, okay? How about them dogs going to have a new meaning next week? And I'm wearing Georgia every day of the week. I don't even care that I'm here, all right? Stetson Bennett going to put the team on his mother and back, right? That defense, those junkyard dogs, are going to show Bama a game that they've never seen before, okay? This game will make Saban retire, okay? Saban's <laughs> not coming back. Whoa. Saban's not coming back. Kirby <laughs> will ascend to the throne of college football, okay? The dynasty starts on Monday. Bama by three. <laughs> <laughs> all right he's picking bama <laughs> all right so obviously do you think they win by more than three do you think they cover no i don't think bama wins um no i know do you think georgia georgia's the favorite. no i think i think georgia i think georgia wins um i can give them 10 i think georgia wins about 10 wow all right well, also, just to give you guys some backstory, um, if Georgia does win, the way our schedule works this semester, I see Braden every single day for over eight hours a day. 
So if Georgia wins, I'm in my own personal hell. <laughs> um, so let's uh, so I'm gonna really say I got Bama, they're plus 125 money line, easy money. Never make Bama an underdog. Saban loves it. Saban loves it. They're gonna eat it up. Saban's 87 years old. And he's dubbing. I don't even think he's close to 87. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's like in his 60s. Maybe. Yeah, no, he's definitely in his 60s. Um, Yeah, no, I got Bama. You don't make Bama an underdog. Are you insane? They know Vegas knows the better team. I'm just telling you. Mm -hmm. They've been 70. But Vegas knows, man. Vegas knows the better team. Well, all right. We so judge them off of one game. Do we can are we continually judging Bama off their AM loss? No. So stop judging Georgia off the last season. Look, you had a game in the SEC championship where Bama was fighting for their life to get in the CFP, right? They were fighting. It was just a different type of energy they had than Georgia had. Georgia no. did not have that fight. I agree. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be the same game. So we can't keep judging them off their one game, all right? They've been the best team in college football the entire year. They've been the most dominant team in college football the entire year. People just got a little loopy. They got a little recency bias. What have you done for me lately? Uh Uh-uh, scrap that. What have you done for me this year? Okay. We showed it to them down in Miami, South Beach, right? Stetson walked away with two honeys on his arms in bikinis because they said, we're going to your place. All right. They're coming back up to Indy with Stetson. He got him on the plane with them. He's going to walk into the stadium like that, and he's going to walk out with a ring. Okay. Um, I don't even know how to respond to that. But what I was going to say is that I, I agree. I don't think it's going to be like the SEC championship. I don't. You're right. Bama was fighting for their life. They played their best game. They beat the crap out of Georgia. Georgia didn't have really much to fight for. They had a playoff spot. This game, they're both fighting for the, they're, they're fighting for a national championship. So, I mean, I agree. I think it's going to be close. I, I don't agree with the 10. I don't think Bama wins by 10. I don't think Georgia wins by 10. This is going to be close. And I think Bama comes out top out on top, but I think we're going to see just a great football game overall. The two, Literally, like we said, the two best teams in college football. These are the two best teams, no doubt about it, and they're going to go out, and I think it's going to be a great game. But it's Bama, baby. It's Bama. How about them dogs? Well, that's all we have for this episode. Uh, National championship on Monday. Let's hope Georgia doesn't win so I don't have to see Braden in Georgia gear all week. Um, Even though he'll probably wear Georgia gear even if they lose. (laughs) Um, But uh, so, yeah, that's all we got. Might take a little break for a little bit, figure out what we want to do coming into the spring. Um. But we will have another episode shortly. We a baseball podcast? Well, we're believing South Carolina, so we can do anything. So <laughs> I'm thinking we can do some South Carolina baseball. So we'll be coming back with that uh, shortly. It'll be me and Braden once again. But uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. Enjoy the national champion ga- championship game, last college football game of the year. So. Till next time, go Cox. All aboard the shame train.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.